Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Maryland hosting Illinois this coming Saturday. CQ Stadium, Terps 14-point favorites. Trying to get back in the win column after losing at Ohio State this past Saturday. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today for the flagship home, University of Maryland. Total request Thursday. Pick the song. Play them. Get your votes in. Featured artist Friday. Here to talk some college football. And basically the midway point of the season. From Stadium Sports, he's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome back to the show Michael Felder. Michael, good afternoon. What is up? Man, not a thing. I am. I just got home from a run, so I'm getting ready to switch my headphones for you. All right, well, there you go. Well, I hope the run was very productive for you, and you burned all the necessary calories to get it done. Before we talk about the games this weekend and the matchups we've seen throughout the first six, seven weeks of the year, Heisman Trophy. And full disclosure, I am a Heisman voter, have awesome. been since 2008. But we see outside of Devontae Smith a couple years ago, then Derrick Henry, and then going back to Mark Ingram, this is more or less a quarterback kind of award. Is there anyone that you see this year that could get realistic run for the Heisman that's not a quarterback, or is that already pretty much decided right now? Yeah, it feels like that's pretty much decided, especially when you look at the fact that um, there's so many quarterbacks, right? Like, realistically, we're talking about Caleb Williams. We're talking about Drake May. But now we've got Michael Penix in the mix as well. Bo Nix is even in the mix. What if Oregon goes undefeated? Why can't Bo Nix win the Heisman? So it's going to be really hard for somebody else to sneak in there. Now, for Maryland, we had Damon Evans on last hour, a couple hours ago, athletic director of the Terps. And we were talking about the loss to Ohio State. And, you know, Maryland up 10 zip, led 17 10 in the third quarter. They had a pick six, a clock mismanagement, I guess. At the yeah. end of the half, and he was lamenting the self-inflicted wounds, but Maryland played him tough last year, Michael, as you know, here, and then we're winning this past Saturday. From a talent perspective, how much, in your opinion, has the gap closed between Maryland and Ohio State, or is it still pretty uh, chasm-like right now? I think there's still a pretty wide gap, but here's the thing. Maryland's got talent at the position that you need, and that's the quarterback spot. And that's the part where when you look at them play and you look at how they play, they've got a guy that can manage the field. They've got a guy that's on the same page with his offensive coordinator. About Maryland is they are all on the same page. They're walking in lockstep, if you will, 
with respect to that quarterback position. So, and basically they're running an offense. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this looks like because Locks is a good coach. Locks is a really good football coach. And when you see what he's able to do, and full disclosure, I um, I used to work with a guy named Eddie McGee. Eddie played quarterback uh, under Locks, and he just raves about the guy. Absolutely loves him, loves what he's able to do. And I think if you when you have that, when you have players that rave about you, you've got an opportunity. Now, Michael, Maryland wins. They're bowl eligible, and they're expected to win against Illinois on homecoming. Then you have Northwestern. So 7-1 and one is not an impossible task. Then things right. get a little bit interesting with Penn State and Michigan down the road. As we look at what Maryland's accomplished so far and the talent that they have barring injuries, what are they shooting for? You want to win every game, obviously, but what's a realistic end game for Maryland regular season and how they level up in the bowl cycle here? Why can't they win 10 games? Realistically, why can't they win 10 games? Let's, let's say you do split. You split. Penn State or Michigan, either or. doesn't matter. You win one of those. You win the rest, and you're good to go. Like, that's, that's, that's 10 wins. Why can't they do that? There's no reason why this team, again, as you mentioned, barring injury, no reason this team can't do that. Northwestern down, uh, Penn State, it's here. But for all intents and purposes, you know, it's going to be half Penn State fans at Nebraska, then Michigan, and then at Rutgers. So 10 wins is not impossible if that is accomplished, however. What does this mean for Mike Loxley in regards to the national attention? Not that he doesn't get any now that he will receive because Maryland has now crashed that little three-team party in the Big Ten if this takes place. Oh, I think it means he's probably going to get paid, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing. He's already going to get paid. But then the other part of it is we're also going to watch a guy, you know, who's, you know, he's had his issues in the past. He's worked through those. He did. He went him, Sark. Um, they went, you know, they both went to Jimbo's, uh, or excuse me, uh, Nick Saban school for wayward coaches. And then they came out of there with the opportunity to go make plays. And so, and go make, go continue to coach and, and, and work in this game. And so, they figured things out. They've got a little bit more centered, I believe. I think that's what happens when, when all these guys, we see these, whether it's, it's Lane Kiffin too, we see these guys come out a lot more focused, a lot more centered after they spend that time with Saban, after they work under Coach Saban. And so you do have a, you have a plan for your program. You have a path for your program. Every program's path is not going to look like Alabama's. Maryland's path doesn't look like Alabama's. But they do have a plan, and I think having a plan is the thing that Coach, does, that, that Coach Saban does give all these guys. And so we're seeing big success. I mean, out of Saban, um, we saw Sark beat Nick Saban, which that doesn't almost never happens. Um, and then obviously we're seeing Locks go on to big success. So guys that worked under him, they keep going. And I think that's going to be the key here is just making sure he keeps his team focused. And again, as you mentioned, injury free, because we've seen the injury bug bite before. So knock on wood. Michael Felder joining us, Stadium Sports Talk College Football as we're heading into Week 7. You mentioned Sark, Texas loses to Oklahoma. Obviously a tough loss for the Longhorns, but what about the Sooners? What's their path to the possible playoff berth looking like there? Win football games. Win football games. For the Sooners, it's win football games. Just win games. All you have to do is win. And the cool thing for me, and I think I've got a post coming up on The Messenger actually, where I look at why Oklahoma's good. And it's, it's, I think that two things we have to digest as college football fans, we're so used to looking at total yards, right? We're so used to looking at total yards uh, that a defense gives up and being they're good or they're bad. But you got to go a little bit deeper because total yards don't mean anything in college football right now. They are, yes, they can be a nightmare. Like if you're LSU and you gave up 1,200 yards in two weeks uh, recently, but total yards aren't the end-all, be-all. You look at uh, Oklahoma gave up over 500 yards to Texas. 
Okay, so what does that mean? What it means is they gave up garbage yards, and not garbage time yards like they were in blowout. They were in a real football game, but they gave up yards that were, you know, a first down, second down, and they were able to convert. But then when you look at what they did on third down, money down, everybody calls it the money down for a reason. You get off the field on third downs, and they get off the field on third downs at a 29% rate. You look at what they did in the red zone, and we saw we all saw that goal line stand. Amazing football. And then they, you realize they're, you to, what you have to do is not look at the scoring in the red zone. It's not scoring. It's touchdowns. How many touchdowns do you give up? And they're at 27% when it comes to giving up touchdowns in the red zone. So for me, when you look at the Sooners, when you look at Oklahoma, Brent Venables is fixing things. He's finding ways to get the job done. And total yards, who cares? Throw it out the window. At the end of the day, if you can't, get, if you can't convert third downs and you can't score touchdowns in the red zone, then Oklahoma's always going to have a shot to beat you. Michael, the big game this weekend, Oregon at Washington. We talked about the Heisman Trophy, Penix, and Bo Nix in the conversation. Huskies laying three at home. How do you see this matchup? Oh, this is going to be a fun one. I'm glad it's at 3.30. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, earlier today. We are doing a podcast, and he said, I'm glad it's at 3.30 because that means at least, you know, East Coast people will watch. And I think that's a real big deal. Because I don't think folks, whether it's an Ohio State fan or an Alabama fan or a Georgia fan, I don't think they realize how good Washington's offense is. And I don't think that Ohio State, Georgia, or Alabama, I don't think their defense will be able to contain this. This is a, this is a machine. I want to see what it looks like. Obviously, you kick the tires against Oregon. Oregon is another team that's pretty good, too. And guess what? Oregon plays a little bit of defense. Dan Lanning takes pride in that. This is a guy who's a defensive coordinator at Georgia, worked under Kirby Smart. So I'm looking forward to this game. I want to see if Oregon's defense can stand up. I want to see if Washington's offense is everything I've made it out to be just now. So I want them to prove me right, and I want to see what Oregon can do with them defensively. All right, Michael, tell us about Stadium Sports. When's the next time we see you on the tube and talk about those podcasts as well? Oh, dude, you got to check me out. I'm on Learfield, so College Sports Now is on Learfield. It comes out every Friday. We do like a a big preview of Felder 5 and a preview of all the games that we're going to watch. Stadium, I don't know when I'm going to be on Stadium next. Uh, Honestly, I think that – uh, they switched the programming schedule around, so I'm going to be doing something with them in the future, but I don't know what that one is. But the thing that I am doing is getting some writing done for the messenger. First column comes out. It's basically it's like, why is your team good or why is your team bad? And looking kind of like historical changes through football teams, it's really given me a chance to kind of dive into some data and look at, you know, trends in football, which is why I brought up the Oklahoma's point. And uh, check me out on itsfelder.substack.com. Michael Felder, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. You take it easy. You got it, Michael Felder, everybody. It's Vinny at Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. It's Total Request Thursday. Get your song requests in. Get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. We'll bust that one out. Coming up in about an hour and a half, Melissa Kim joining us at the bottom of the hour. Talk Ravens, Titans. When we come back, let's count that cash by ourselves. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you. Are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057 The Fan. Total Request Thursday. Bob Haney with you. Vinny's off today. Nolan McGraw. Other side of the glass. Got a lot going on in the world of sports. Maybe not as much as heading into last weekend, but still plenty to talk about. And we will. But let's count that money first by ourselves. Abbreviated stock report, which I know will piss off that one guy that's always texting about it. What, Why don't you read the numbers right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a goof, don't you? Right. You're not reading it right. Well, 13 cents down today. Under Armour's down 13 cents. <laughs> Why don't they change the seventh inning stretch off? Oh, that's a whole nother. Yeah, uh, draft wine and wine. Drives me today. I'm Dra- whining now. DraftKings is down 51 cents. Oh, my but, God. Uh, panic. Panic. Sell. Like, buy. Like I'm not eating know. today. Yeah, oh, my God. Uh, well, for the second week in a row, the Patriots, they had to pull Mac Jones from a blowout loss. They put Bailey Zappi in, but afterwards, both Bill Belichick and Bill O'Brien were unwavering in their support of Mac Jones. They shot down any questions about him possibly being benched moving forward, even if it was on a short-term basis. But with a matchup against the Raiders looming this week before they play back-to-back division games, you got Buffalo and Miami on the horizon. Buy or sell, Bob, this week's game against Vegas is Jones' last chance to keep his job. I will soft buy that. And he's going up against Josh McDaniels, who helped him look like a rookie of the year a couple years back when they made the playoffs, coach of the Raiders. He's running out of chances. I think the story, too, we talked about it yesterday with Ryan Wilson from CBSSports.com, was the fact that Robert Kraft... Might not be adverse to giving old Belichick the heave-ho here when it's all said and done. And all their eggs are in the Mac Jones basket. But, Nolan, I don't know how closely you pay attention to the Patriots roster. Their offensive weapons are extremely limited. And wasn't Jacoby Myers on their team last year? Right. And ain't he doing really well for the Raiders this year? Belichick had to answer for that yeah. this week. He was uh, oh, man. short in his answer as usual. I know we're doing our picks tomorrow, but I have the sheet. I'm going with the Raiders. Alright, next! <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Maryland football, the AP has released their midseason conference <laughs> awards. And for the Big Ten, Mike Loxley was recognized as the top coach oh, through six go. weeks. Pretty nice honor. Maryland on track for their third winning season in a row. Has not happened in program history since 2001 to 2003. And like I said, it's good to get that recognition, but you do have big games against Michigan and Penn State remaining. Buy or sell, Bob, if the Terps can take down one of those two, 
Loxley will be recognized as the coach of the year at the end of the season. Uh, in the Big Ten? Mm-hmm. Absolutely he will. I'm buying that. And could get national coach of the year consideration. I think there are others who are going to make a run at it. It all depends on who's at the top of the rankings when it's all said and done. For Look, you know, Ohio State, they're expected. Michigan expected. I guess Norville at Florida State, right? Wouldn't he be kind of the guy? If they make it to the playoffs, Oklahoma's head coach, uh, I don't know. But Big Ten Coach of the Year for sure. Then get some appreciation. Because you mentioned Ralph, 2001. Ralph Regan was the national coach of the year in addition to the ACC coach of the year. And think about what that can do for recruiting even more than the trajectory they're already on. Yep. Well, how about the Dolphins here? Their offense has been pretty much unstoppable through five weeks. And they're leading... Most stat categories you can find or that you can think of, most total yards, uh, just over 2,500, is the most in any team's first five games in NFL history. Yes, that's passing the 2,000 Rams. Also, more yards per play in first five games of the season, uh, more than the 2,000 Rams. And why do we mention those Rams? Well, the greatest show on turf, sort of viewed as the benchmark for offensive success in today's game. Buy or sell, Bob, Miami will challenge that Rams team uh, in terms of stats throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I'll buy it in regards to challenging. Surpassing, maybe not. And also, the year before, 98, the Vikings had this elite offense with Randall Cunningham. It was Randy Moss's first year, Chris Carter. Robert Smith was a 1,000-yard rusher. Brian Billick, the architect of it. And they were really good, thought to be the best offense of all time. Then the very next year, Raiders show on turf came out and obliterated that and actually beat the Vikings in the playoffs that year. The challenge won't pass. I'll buy. Got one last one here for you. In the NBA, years ago, Andre Drummond used to dominate the league every single year in rebounding. I think he won three straight rebounding titles. But in recent years, it's been a rotating cast of players to pop up and win the regular season title. Last year was DeMontis Sabonis in Sacramento. Yes, even more rebounds for him than the walking triple-double that was Nikola Jokic. Now he's the betting favorite to repeat this year. Buy or sell, Bob. Sabonis is equipped to lead the league in rebounding again. Well, he did it last year. I'm buying that he's equipped because he's already done it before. And he's a little – he might not triple-double like Jokic does, but he gets his fair share too. And Sabonis – Gonzaga guy, for those of you who like to criticize that program, he's a, he, his dad was a brilliant player, Arvidas Sabonis, and his best years were playing over in Russia way back when and still had a nice little run in the NBA. But, yes, he's equipped, and we're going to be looking at the Kings. We talk about Maryland leveling up. Sacramento last year got beat by Golden State, expected to level up themselves in the Western Conference. And him and Kevin Herter and the rest, they're going to have a lot to do, De'Aaron Fox, with that uh, moving up in the pecking order. Not saying they will, but they're expected to. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Ravens and Titans. Ravens four-point favorites. Swallowed that bitter pill of a loss at Pittsburgh. Melissa Kim will break it down with her. We've got more fun coming up around 1245 with the uh, with Chid music. Bryce Harper was mad 
and he let the Phillies know with the bat and rounding the bases. And then we have Nathan Ruiz, Baltimore Sun, talk about the Orioles as Mike Elias and Brandon High meet with the media. We'll look at our picks heading into week six of the NFL season with a game today. Denver is at Kansas City. We will have that game for you here on 105.7 The Fan and Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. He's going to join us for some NFL lunch at 1.30. It's Total Request Thursday. Bob Haiti, Nolan McGraw here on the I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan. Biddy and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. So I request Thursday, pick the songs, we'll play them for you. Get your song request, plus for text line, 410-583-1057. Get your votes in for Featured Artist Friday. We'll let you know who that is. Coming up next hour, Ravens, four-point favorites in London, Tottenham. Taking on the Tennessee Titans. Ravens coming off that bitter loss to the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Should have been a win. It's not. It is what it is. You got to live with the reality. Titans coming off a loss themselves against the Colts here to preview the game. Our colleague here on 105.7 The Fan. She's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Bob Haney. Let's bring in Melissa Kim. Melissa, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, Melissa. The The bitter pill that was the Steelers' loss in the uh, aftermath, yeah. I guess, was kind of rough for the Ravens coaches down to the players. How much might it have benefited them, however, to kind of get out of Dodge as quickly as possible and put that one in the rearview mirror? It was really beneficial. You know, they got back from Pittsburgh on Sunday night, then hop on a plane to London Monday morning, get there, get acclimated, be in a new country. Sometimes, you know, being in a new place, the change of scenery does make a difference. If you guys saw Lamar Jackson speak yesterday, I mean, I haven't heard him talk that much, and it looked so smiley in a really long time. So I think a change of environment is really beneficial to them for sure, and obviously getting there, getting acclimated to the time change and the environment. And they're staying, like, quite a ways outside of London. And so to kind of be together, be in that area, um, Marlon Humphrey said yesterday um, to uh, one of the Ravens reporters uh, on staff that, you know, they they want to hang out with them and they got to hang out with each other, you know, because they're so far out from things. Um, so I think it's certainly a good bonding moment for them to build some team chemistry. Obviously, these are the kinds of things, situations where you do build team chemistry. So I think that it was extremely beneficial for them. Just as long as they didn't go on social media. They should definitely not be reading anything on social media right now. Yeah, um, things got but, a little uh, rough there. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So I think that they did the right thing. The coaches definitely did the right thing in taking them out of there early. Seven drops last week against the Steelers. Yep. Your concern level, Melissa, for that is what right now? Um, I would say 
not that high, honestly, because you see, I mean, this is, it was definitely an anomaly of a situation because you look at what this team has done in the past. I mean, Mark Andrews has been the most reliable human being for Lamar Jackson to throw the ball to, and even he had a drop last week, you know? And so I think that this was like a very rare, like weird situation, but I certainly don't expect that. Obviously, Lamar even said that multiple times that they expect, he expects the guys catching, you know, that are targeted for those passes to catch the ball. And I think that, you know, that, that is certainly a fact. Like, you know, nobody expects to drop the ball, obviously. And um, I'm not really that concerned at all because obviously you know that that is going to be a point of emphasis for sure this week in practice. Now the fumbles for Lamar personally, mm-hmm. he has seven, he's lost four. Then we saw the, the fumble last week from Justice Hill, which killed a drive going back to the Colts game. Uh, Kenyon Drake, his killed a drive as well. Yeah. Is this more concerning the fumble issues as opposed to the drop passes? Oh, for sure. I think ball security, I mean, that is, you know, your bread and butter in this game, right? That's a fundamental aspect of this game. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I think that's something that's pro- that's certainly emphasized in practice every week, certainly with the situation at hand at the moment. But, yeah, I think ball security is definitely, definitely a concern because, obviously, you talk about, I mean, the ones that you just mentioned, those were game-changing plays. You know, those, were, those change the trajectory of the game. So I think that in terms of momentum or if you believe in momentum, whatever you want to call it, it certainly changes um, the game for the Ravens. So I think that ball security is certainly 100% going to be emphasized. Melissa Kim joining us here on The Fan, Bob Haney. Talking about the Ravens, uh, taking on Tennessee over the the pond in London. First time since 2017 when the Ravens were drubbed by Jacksonville. But Odell Beckham met with the media this morning. Uh, Melissa, as you know, dealing with an ankle through three games, only seven receptions frustrated with the injuries how frustrated do you think he could be right now as we go amateur psychiatrist with his production or lack thereof at this early stage look I think I mean he said that you know he didn't tackle adversity the way that he had hoped to earlier this season and so I think that yes he is definitely I mean you got to be frustrated you know these guys are such a hardcore competitors I think any of these guys would be frustrated if they were in the situation that OBJ was in but at the same time this is, you know, kind of a bit of a new look OBJ in the sense that he is so mature. You know what I mean? He, like, really does. I think those two years of not being able to play really did something for his mentals. And you can tell that he takes everything, like, in stride a little bit more now. He definitely has a little bit more of a outside-looking and big-picture approach to a little bit more of a mature approach. So, yes, while he's definitely frustrated, I don't think that he's going to let that, you know, like, deter anything that he's trying to do. And, you know, he said he hopes to start. He hopes to play on Sunday. And um, I think – you know, he's working his way back. So, um, so I think we shall definitely see he's been limited in practice so far, but, um, I do expect him to play. We'll just see if he starts now, Tennessee, the challenges they will, uh, pose for the Ravens coming up Sunday morning, nine thirty hour time will be what another team coming off a loss like the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, Derek Henry, you know what I mean? I mean, yep. the, you talk about running backs in the league and he's probably one of the top, you know, top five. And so I'm, you know, obviously same like last week when they were trying to, when Patrick Queen said, you know, you shut down Najee Harris and, you know, you're good. I mean, same, same similar situation, I want to say. Um, I think Derrick Henry, you know, definitely one of their big weapons, obviously, in the grounds. So I think you watch for the ground game. Watch for, I think, the defensive front on the Ravens side and see how those guys up front and the middle linebackers attack Derrick Henry. I think that's going to be a big key. Uh, pass rush will come from where this week as uh, we're still waiting for a job. Oh, well, he's going to be out mm-hmm. for a while. Oh, wait, in practice today. Who needs to step up in that area for the Ravens, putting pressure on the quarterback? 
I mean, I think we go, we got to go back to Clowney, right? Jadavian Clowney. I think that he's been so, he's been literally like inches, like steps away from getting the, some, some of these quarterbacks on the ground. But there's no doubt that he brings the pressure. I think that we saw that for sure um, in these last two weeks. And again, I've been saying over and over again how Clowney not only brings, obviously, the skill in the field, but that veteran presence, the experience that he really gives some of these younger guys. You know, Kyle Van Noy, obviously, a guy, too, that we have seen be right there. Um, so I would look to those two guys for sure in terms of what, in terms of getting after the quarterback this week. All right, Melissa, I'm going to la- ask you the same question I've been asking our audience the last couple of days, and it's not end-all, be-all game, but for week six, how would you rate this on a must-win scale for Baltimore? I mean, I would definitely say it's a must-win in the in terms of a coming off of that big loss in Pittsburgh. B, you know kind of putting those skeletons in the closet away for good in terms of playing in London. And they've done everything they could from their aspect to make it work this time in terms of getting there earlier as opposed to Thursday getting there on uh, Monday. They've done everything that they possibly could have to make this a little bit of a better trip overseas. And so I would definitely put it in a in a high-up must-win category just because, you know, yes, you come back home to the lines after that. But still, you know what I mean? Like, especially after that salty loss on the road to Pittsburgh, I think that this one's pretty important. Melissa Kim, host of the Baltimore Game Day Uncensored post-game show here on 105.7 The Fan. Going to be early this Sunday. But tell yeah, everyone, well. Melissa, yeah, <laughs> hey, we're going to be at, uh, you know, Maryland Live at 6 in the morning. But tell everybody Ooh. what's happening on Friday nights here with you on The uh, Fan. We got Game Day flocked out. We'll hear from some of the guys overseas covering the team and as well as some folks that cover the Titans on what we can expect to see from them as well. Melissa Kim, appreciate your time as always. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you Sunday morning. Thank you, Bob. Have a good one. Uh, You too, Melissa Kim, everybody. Speaking of Sunday morning, Baltimore Game Day Uncensored, brought to you by Rice, Martha, Pesaurus. We're going to be at Sports and Social. I've been there. This place is epic. It's like stadium seating, gigantic bar. It's going to be pints, pancakes, and pink skin. We'll be there from 6 to 9, getting you ready for the Ravens and Titans. So if you're an early riser, come out and say hi to us at Maryland Live Sports and Social, pint, pigskin, or let me get it right, pint, pancakes, and pigskin. It could be either way you want it, man. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. Do what you got to do. Scramble it up when we come back. Chin music. Talk about the playoffs happening in Major League Baseball. Mike Elias met with the media. Brandon Hyde's doing it as well. Got Oriole Talk coming your way with Nathan Ruiz. Top of the hour. We'll look at our picks. Early ones, of course, for week six of the NFL. And we'll have NFL lunch with Mike Harmon from Fox Sports Radio at 1.30. And in the face look at Major League Baseball. Gen music. Here we go again. The 2-2. Got out and missed. He blows it past him at 100. Vinny and Haney. It's his buckle. It's like, what? 105.7. The fan. Every bit as much as Carroll could have. And here's another shot to deep left. Down the line and gone. Three solo homers in the inning. This time it's Christian Walker. Christian Walker, former Oriole. Three solo homers became four solo homers. That's TBS on the call there as the Arizona Diamondbacks finish off the Dodgers. 4-2 final score, the 162 NOS champion Dodgers. Arizona, 84-78 wild card. They went through Milwaukee two games, and they just handled L.A., 
And according to my math, they're undefeated in the playoffs. I mean, like the Rangers are. They're doing what Baltimore did. They won four in a row on the road. They win one at home, clinch. Rangers won four in a row on the road through uh, Toronto or Tampa, rather, in Baltimore. And then closed out the Orioles a couple of nights ago in Arlington. But the Diamondbacks take care of L.A. The Dodgers, amazing. Never led in the series. Never led in the series. Orioles at least led two zip in game two. Then it became five two quickly, but you know, we'll get into that in a second. So the Dodgers, they did win the World Series during the COVID year. And I guess it'll it'll have that COVID asterisk asterisk next to it, like the Lakers bubble championship. Still counts. And you still get the ring. And it's still in the record books. But these great teams that they've had, this great run that they've had. And two years in a row, they didn't even get to the championship series. Speaking of the National League playoffs, chin music, Bob Haiti with you and all the McGraw, the side glass. Get off the bleeping plate. That's what chin music means. It's coming at you. 100 high. Bryce Harper, Orlando Arcia. All right, he gets picked off first, or he doubled off first. A great play by Harris. And then Arcia said, hey, way to go, Harper. Well, seemed like an innocent enough comment. Well, Bryce Harper took it very personally. Harper, high fly ball, center field. He's watching. Harris turns. Harris leaps, and it's gone. Well, that's TBS as well. Bryce Harper hit two of Philadelphia's six home runs last night. Nick Castellanos also hit two. Trey Turner, Brandon Marsh, get a haircut, hippie. They also went deep. Phillies clobber Atlanta 10-2. So the Orioles, Dodgers, Braves. Three best records in baseball have combined for one postseason win so far. And that was Atlanta in that dramatic game, too. So now Atlanta's trying to hold off elimination tonight against the Phillies. A game you can hear on our sister station, AM 1300, the bet. But Bryce Harper, and if you if you missed it, everybody, as he's rounding the bases on the two homers, Oh, he was uh, he was giving him the evil eye, RC, and he was just, I can't stare at this guy. You know what I mean? Because he kind of knew it was happening. But Bryce Harper, I mean, the guy's a, a brilliant player. He's one of these uh, lived up to the hype. I mean, he was the chosen one from when he was like 15 years old. He was hitting 500-foot homers. He's lived up to that hype and then some. Strider against Suarez tonight. Spencer Strider. Trying to keep the Braves alive. And in the American League last night, if you missed it, well, the Houston Astros, uh, they ain't got no problem, no stinking by as they beat up on the uh, Twins last night. Twinkies, well, Nolan, what we do know is that my baseball predictions are just as bad as my football predictions. Because I said, what, Orioles and Twins in the ALCS? If nothing else, you're consistent. Right, consistently bad. Maybe I was getting caught up in reading those uh box scores from the 69 and 70 stuff but it was 3-2 as the Astros beat the Twins hold them off in the end as Presley struck out the side in the ninth okay maybe the umpire was in a hurry to get out of there I don't know but they were ringing them up and the Astros Brantley and uh, Abreu how about Abreu little series there against the Twins took him a while to get going this year but he's on a roll now 
and Lewis went deep for the uh, Twins, a uh, brilliant young player, say with Julian. I mean, Minnesota's got a good young team. They've got quality pitching. I mean, they're probably better than the 87-75 and 75 record they accomplished during the regular season, but they're gone. And now it's the Battle of Texas, and for those who didn't know, Houston won the uh, AL West, right? Didn't they get a bye? Mm-hmm. I didn't seem to be affected by it at all. But anyway, we got to change the rules because the Dodgers lost. Oh, my God. But Jim Music, Mike Elias, he met with the media, as did Brandon Hyde uh, within the last couple of hours. And Mike Elias, now that the season is over, the regular season and now playoffs, what's the offseason going to be like? Um, you know, obviously, uh, we're looking to get better. Uh-huh. And um, we also have to look to maintain. That's part of the game, too. You know, there's areas where just maintaining takes effort. And um, so we're going to be doing all that. I uh, am looking forward to doing it in a professional way and sitting down and analyzing and talking to people. And one of the uh, unwanted consolation prizes of, of getting eliminated early is uh, you have a little bit more time to uh, prepare for the offseason. He also said, Mike Elias, that he and Brandon Hyde will be back next year. Did not elaborate in regards to their contract status but I'm guessing they're going to be around for the foreseeable future. And Nolan, as we heard yesterday and early in the week, a lot of people would like to see Brandon Hyde disappear like today. First taste of the postseason. The way I look at it is I can't tell you confidently one way or the other if he's the guy or not. I think 100 wins, it would would be quite the miracle for a manager to sleepwalk his way to 100 wins. So he deserves credit for that. Postseason, this is his first trip as the head guy. Yep. You can't make any sweeping conclusions after one trip to the postseason. No. Now you're trying to stack. And part of stacking is maybe repeating as the division champs in the AL East, right, Michael Elias? Our division's hard. And so I don't take anything for granted. Um, do we have the talent and the organization um, to have another? regular season as successful as our regular season was absolutely um but you know this is there's other organizations out there trying to and we're, we're gonna have 162 games next year and a lot's gonna happen yeah well there you go a lot of people say it's the best division in baseball and i don't necessarily disagree with that some say it's the hardest division in all of sports oh well, oh for 11 going back to last year is the al east will that Puts a damper on that. But you have big, big pocket teams in the Yankees and the Red Sox who have stunk for two years, by the way. Toronto has shown a willingness to spend money. And sooner or later, they're going to have to pay Bichette and pay Vlad Jr. So that pocket's going to be dug into a little bit deeper. But the Orioles, do they have the wherewithal to compete for the foreseeable future to the point where they can win the East again? Well, only time is going to tell that. And as we look at Brandon Hyde real quick before we get to the top of the hour, Nathan Ruiz is going to join us. We look back at the division series. The loss of John Means meant what? Yeah, it was um, our bullpen became a, some sh- you know, a bunch of short relievers, shortening relievers. And so, you know, we kind of went in expecting um, into the, you know, the workout phase postseason that, that uh, we we're going to have John available to start one of the games. And, just, you know, one of those things that happened. It's unfortunate, but it happened. And, uh, it didn't allow us to have a, uh, one of our starters go in the bullpen. Well, 
I don't hear as well as I used to, but it sounded like John Means was going to start one of these games. And I'm going to guess it was game three if he was healthy. Most likely. Yeah, he said one of our starters to go to the bullpen, so either Means himself in the bullpen or that bumps a Kramer or Gibson to the bullpen. Uh, I'm pretty sure he said he'd be right. starting one of those No, games. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. And then speaking of starting, so we hit the top of the hour, D.L. Hall, what's the deal with D.L. Hall? You know, we haven't even discussed, honestly, D.L.'s role next year. I'm just so excited about how he threw the ball in September and, and how the national how he threw the ball on the national stage. Um, whatever we decide to do with him, I'm, he's, it's gonna, he's going to be a huge part of our team next year. But that was an unbelievable performance of the two games he pitched in the postseason. Um, and he wasn't really stretched out to those two type of innings either, just to kind of the way it fell. And, and he was just fantastic. So We'll talk about D.L. Hall's potential role with Nathan Ruiz from the Baltimore Sun when we come back. We'll look at the schedule for the NFL week number six, Thursday Night Football. You can hear it on the fan. Kansas City hosting the Denver Broncos. Travis Kelsey dealing with an ankle issue. It does appear as though he is trending towards participating in tonight's action. And then we'll have some NFL lunch with Mike Harmon from Fox Sports Radio as we talk real and fantasy football with him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 